What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review podcast where we talk a little bit of nerd news and give you our best takes and opinions as only we can. Welcome back to this edition of the 3FN Podcast. We're bringing you this podcast from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. And of course, I'm your host, Rich, and the nerds are all here today. First up, man, he is the guy who just this past week found out he is living in the real-life gatehouse. That's right. I'm talking about Ron. I know. The hole just appeared, and this diamond thing just hatched. I was like, what? You got these little creatures doing your bidding now? I know. Clean my house, bitches. Yeah, I know. The the, the cat's having a hard time. Well, the one's just staring at him. The other one hides. Yeah, I know. It's it's kind of strange, but but I'm sure you'll figure all that out. Yeah. And, of course, he's the man that doesn't need an introduction, yet he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hashtag Big Daddy Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. And God knows what he's going to do to those little monsters inside of uh, Ron's house. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Diesel. Oh, we're going airsofting. <laughs> <laughs> give him $50 and then $50. That'll be for a later date for patrons for 3FN After Dark. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's start off as we always do. Ron, how has been your week? Uh, week's been all right. It was a little hot since the last time we've talked. Uh, so work's been a little hot. You know, this northeast heat. Sweat my ass off right now. Uh, oh, yeah, it's a pain in the dick. Other than that, you know, our Wednesday group didn't meet because Drew was out of town, so we have nothing about D&D. So, Damn you, Drew. I uh, know he had work. It's work. I know, I'm just joking. It happens. And so my Friday group doesn't meet until this Friday, so, you know, next week will be a double dose of what happened D&D wise. Awesome. Diesel, how's the week been? Uh, it's been a very busy week of work and work and seeing the same movie twice, which no complaints about. Um, but yeah, this weekend, uh, Saturday, Dragon Master Games had their two-headed giant commander tournament. Yeah. yeah how'd that go for you? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a rough day. And then Sunday, I jinxed us when we were headed in. And I said, well, most of the warm people are out of town for a tournament. We got Digimon today, but that's usually pretty small. It should be a relatively quiet day. Cue to us getting here to three people standing outside, and within the first 15 minutes, another eight people walked in, all of them placing orders and buying stuff, and yeah, it was extremely hectic for the first couple hours. For magic stuff or just regular? Everything. Oh, that sucks. Everything. I mean, it's good for the business, but it sucks when you think it's going to be an easy day. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, my week was pretty good. Thursday we went to see Nope. Uh, once again, that'll be the review for this week's 3FN Movie Club review in the second half of the show. Uh, kept a little bit of eyes on what's going on in San Diego Comic Con, which we're going to be talking about in Nerd News. And outside of that, I went over on uh, Saturday night and watched a little Ring of Honor pay-per-view with Ken M. from the ODPH, our good friend Lincoln, and, and Dog was in attendance as well. Dog! The other member of uh, the, the, the second phone gang <laughs> him and diesel the second phone crew or whatever we're calling it these days two phone crew 
<laughs> two phone crew. Like, two phone home. It's kind of like the two live crew, yeah. only with phones. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, then on Sunday, myself and Diesel uh, took my kid to see Nope, so we got to see it twice. So I can't wait for that review in the second half. Uh, outside of that, I kind of had a relaxing time. Tried to stay in as much air conditioning as possible. Right now, I'm sweltering in the studio, all for good audio for you. <laughs> but with that being said, I hope everybody at home had an awesome week. Uh, because, like I said, we did, and I hope you guys always do. And with that being said, let's get some business out of the way before we get the show rolling and uh, get some opening plugs, of course. If you would like to hit us up, the best way to do that is on our social media accounts. We are on Facebook, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. Like and share the page. We're on Twitter and TikTok at 3FN Podcast and on Instagram at 3FN Pod. Use that hashtag 3FN Pod whenever talking about the show on social medias. If you would like to know all that information and more, hit us up on our website, 3FNPodcast.com. That's right, new website. Same old website, new stuff. I got to revamp it. But there, you can check out our uh, Patreon link. So patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast for as little as $1 a month. Get a ton of extra bonus content and help us uh, do everything we do around here. Also, while you're there, you can check out the Twitch link, twitch.tv slash 67 Podcast. You can also check out the Public store link, buy some swag, help support the show. And while you're there, check out uh, friends of the show, like the ODPH. You can go right over to their website. And our friends from Sci-Fi Horror Fest, which is going down on August 26th and 27th in Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino. For all ticket information, go to SciFiHorrorFest.com. We'll be there. Hope to see you there too. And of course, there's a section on the website for musical acts to help us uh, by providing us with copyright-free music, including the band that you hear do our entrance every week, and that is Shout at the Robots. Go support them because they support us. And last but certainly not least, on the website, we have local sponsors who help us bring you this show each and every week commercial-free. Shout-outs to Dragon Master Games. Uh, for all your Magic Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, dragonmastergames.com, and of course, our friends over at Rex Dorado's, uh, Rex Dorado, sorry, auto detailing. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, Diesel, how do you get a hold of them? 607 644 3389. And my new DND character's name is Rex Dorados. <laughs> Rex Dorados. <laughs> nice. I, I see I created something new here. <laughs> nice. In my in my botch. Genius was made. But yeah. <laughs> and if you forget any of that, it is in the liner notes to this podcast. So there you go. Uh, we got a big show, like I said, in the second half of the show. We are going to be reviewing Jordan Peele's new movie note for the 3FN Movie Club review. Uh, we are also going to have Diesel's movie triple stuff, of course, at the latter part of the first half of the show. You know, he's going to bring you the box office, new upcoming films, and the weekly top three. But first, you know it. We have a big show because of it. Because we're going to hit you off with... week's edition of the Nerd News. Bing, bang, boom. Fing, fang, foom. I love it. I love it. It made it even nerdier. <laughs> In my opinion, Diesel, you made it even nerdier, and I love it. Listen, there's other things that kind of happen, like smaller things that happen, but let's be honest, the biggest thing that happened was San Diego Comic Con, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. Here on this program, we like to pick and choose. <laughs> uh, it's, it's mostly our interests. We're not going to be covering and breaking down and giving you a deep dive of everything at SDCC. We're going to be giving you a deep dive on Marvel. We're going to talk a little DC. There's some other stuff that we're going to open with, but it's going to be mostly Marvel stuff. If you would like a deep dive, check out our brother, 
our brothers in podcasting here at 607 Podcast, the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, better known as the ODPH this week, because they're going to be doing a deep, deep dive on everything San Diego Comic-Con. And I know, especially for you fans of uh, Lord of the Rings, as Padawan Jay is a big Lord of the Rings fan. So, hey, you watch yourself over there. You're, you're not any better, because the first thing we're going to talk about is something you like, and that is Dungeons & Dragons, as we got a first look at the trailer and uh, some news about the Dungeons & Dragons upcoming movie, Honor Amongst Thieves. Uh, Ron, how did you feel about that shitstorm? I enjoyed it immensely. I think it's going to be a fun watch. Um, Chris, uh, Pine. Uh, Chris Pine, Pine yep, is playing a bard. It's hilarious to me. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is, you know, the fighter or barbarian, I'm assuming. She's just wrecking face, which is fine with me. Um, the fact that we see, you know, they stepped it up with this whole storyline. It's, you know, the, the concept is they help somebody steal something. They realize now that it was a bad idea, so they have to go steal it back. Yep. And it, it's it's plain cut and dry, and that's the most basic D&D cliche campaign that a lot of people do. And I'm okay with it. What that, I find hilarious is people are upset because the druid character wild shapes into an owl bear, and they're just like, druids can't turn into owl bears. How how is this possible? That's your biggest worry. That's that's, yeah. that's what I find hilarious. This is why we can't have nice things, folks. This I, is but, why we can't have nice things. But if you actually do a deep dive into the rules in the Unearthed Arcana, which is stuff that's not published, but it's stuff to be used for playtesting. You can <laughs> turn into an owl bear, and maybe it, it, the, ex- the, the movie will explain why it's not a good idea to transform into an owl bear. I, I the, the funniest part of that whole thing is that like they hit the cliche of, well, uh, the bard character didn't realize what it was. He was like, "What's that? Oh, that's an owl bear." Like, like, oh, it's like the whole concept. Like, you don't, your character does not know this because it's never seen. It. Yep. And they hit like that's how important that scene is. The show, like when you're playing cool. when you're playing D and D and stuff, like. You may, as being someone that's has played, knows what these things are, but you don't. Your character has no idea what they are, and they hit that point. So I'm all I'm good with it. Diesel, I also know that you enjoyed this trailer quite a bit. Yeah, the trailer looked kind of. It's taking a lot of what Marvel's doing right with their universe, and I think they're applying it to what they want to do for their own little universe, like the use of you know pop culture songs and all this stuff. It might crash and burn. But this is one I I look forward to watching in theaters and finding out for myself. It looks very entertaining. I love Chris Pine. I think he's underrated. Yeah, and I I think this is gonna be a fun movie. I'm gonna agree with you. I actually did like uh, all jokes aside. I did like the trailer. It's not usually up my alley. I'm not a D and D guy. I'm also not like a fantasy <laughs> movie kind of guy. But it did look kind of cool. I, I I liked what I saw. So I'm gonna keep my eye on it. By the way, uh, Hugh Grant looking very old and uh, very creepy. And so I'm in even more yeah. for some reason. <laughs> Uh, that movie will be uh, hitting the theaters on March the 3rd of 2023, so we got a little ways out, so it's kind of cool to get a little bit of background for that movie, considering we're uh, about nine months out, give or take. Uh, next up, I'm going to stick with Ron News, because I think this was good. Uh, Hasbro revealed two new Transformer figures from the Generations Legacy series, inspired by the origins of Optimus Prime. Fans will have to wait a while to get their hands on them, however, as a release date of November 1st was also announced with a $66.99 price point for the two-pack. Did you see it, yes. and are you going to buy it? I'm, I will try to find it, actually. It is actually uh, Alphatron and uh, Orion packs, and... Uh, Basically, they're showing the story of Orion Pax getting destroyed by Megatron and Alphatron, you know, giving him the key uh, to turn him into Optimus Prime. 
So it's 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 figures. Orion Pax has been in a couple figures, not as many, and Alpha Tron's only been in a few as well. So there's not a lot. So that's a fact. This is not up at mine years alleys, but <laughs> I think you just spoke Bosnian for a minute there. <laughs> <laughs> I know I get it, but like, yeah, but, it's but fine. I figured that Ron would be excited yeah. to talk about it. And they do look pretty cool. I didn't no, see the figures. Yeah, they're they're solid. Uh, they there's a they showed a whole bunch of Transformer stuff that was amazing. We'll just see what happens. We had uh, Disney had uh, released a teaser trailer for its upcoming National Treasure reboot that shows off Lizette Alexis and her role as main character Jess Morales. The trailer also reveals some of the series' plots as Morales embarks on an epic journey to save a long-lost Pan-American treasure and uncover her family's mysterious uh, past. It was a pretty cool trailer, I, all things considered. I mean, I was a little older for the National Treasure movies, although I did find them entertaining with uh, the, the great Nick Cage. Yeah. This kind of looked pretty cool and in the vein. Diesel, you have any thoughts? Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Again, I'm in the same boat. I never actually watched the National Treasure movies just because it was no reason for me to, but I know people that we all know are excited for this, and I'm happy for them. And maybe one of those slow days I'll give it a watch, but not really my thing. We got a couple different Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles news as well, and I know this one's big for the gamers, including, even though I know Diesel doesn't play games, he does go like to go to arcade, and this kind of includes it. IGN can exclusively reveal that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Kawabunga Collection, will be released on August 30th for PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox One, and Series. Nintendo Switch and PC, the Super Stack Collection, will bring 13 classic TMNT games, including beloved staples such as Turtles in Time for the SNES, to the modern consoles and they are revamping the images my only question is are we getting the original nintendo game in this bundle and how did they fix it <laughs> they, they didn't need to fix it it was an amazing game well i'm talking about how they fix it graphically oh graphically because uh, they, they, they if they're going to put it on the new thing they can't just, put it in and do the old ones just sharp just sharp just sharpen sharp, up the, the pixels a little bit they'll sharpen it up and they'll still give you no way to uh survive the underwater level that's, uh, not, that's not the hard one. It's the jump in the next level. Yeah, the jump that, in the next level because is even harder. Because nobody realized that the Nintendo NES buttons were pressure sensitive. So, like, nobody would hit it hard enough. Oh, and I, like, I knew that at an early age. Because in my anger, I would hit those jumps. No, I, 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 I would get, mash the shit out of them. I get buttons. it. Like, I, that's the reason why I kept feeling. I didn't realize they were pressure sensitive at first. <laughs> Well, we had a Star Star Trek star William Shatner is joining the cast of Netflix's upcoming He-Man project, Masters of the Universe yes. Revolution. The news was revealed at the franchise's Comic-Con panel, meaning Shatner will presumably be joining Mark Hamill, Chris Wood, Lena Headey, in the sequel to last year's Masters of the Universe Revelation, which, of course, is directed by our good friend Kevin Smith. Directed that and was, written. That was big, uh, big news, I yeah. thought. Yeah, that's huge news. Uh, it's directed and written, and uh, He-Man will be more, more in the storyline this time, he said. Also, we have a new trailer for was released for He-Man and the Masters of the Universe Season 3, which arrives on Netflix on August 18th. Skeletor is causing trouble again as the heroes are forced to flee his ghost and undead snake man army. I, li I like the trailer. I actually did kind of dig this uh, new animated yeah. He-Man series as well, uh, as well as the Kevin Smith one. Well, let's, get, let's just jump right into it. The other Ninja Turtles news... The Ultimate 90s crossover is officially coming back as Boom Studios and IDW Publishing have confirmed a return of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers slash Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. Writer Ryan Perot and cover artist Dan Mora are both returning to create a sequel to the original 2019 series. Uh, you know what? They're doing the God's work with those yeah, uh, I, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers books. Boom Studios yeah. is fucking awesome. Yeah, well, I didn't read the, the, the original, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, it's solid from what I understand and I go if they keep it going it'll be fine like 
definitely with the you know just to say the batman crossovers were great mm-hmm. and like for nothing but good things about the power rangers and uh turtle crossover so well, I'll, I'll give it a read soon diesel did you see anything about that or He's like, nah, I'm not into comics, guys. I, I, it's not that I'm not into <laughs> comics. It's if you're excited for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, I believe that if you're an adult, you should be put on a watch list. Oh, calm it down. They're actually doing the Lord's work right now. Uh, Amazon released a chunky three-minute trailer for The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, showing the creation of Balrog alongside a ton of other Middle-Earth goodness. We also get to see new footage of uh, Morfrid Clark's Gardiel. I probably said that fucking wrong the <laughs> no, formation of a cursed blade from mordor and what appears to be sauron himself uh how did you feel about the trailer for uh lord of the rings the rings of power diesel it it looks it looks good it looks visually good is it something i'm ever going to watch fuck no gone <laughs> oh whatever. whatever i don't even care <laughs> on a better on a better side that we all can agree on, Billy Peltzer, otherwise known as Gizmo's caretaker in the original Gremlins film, will make a return in the upcoming animated series. Actor Zach Galligan was confirmed to be a recurring guest in Secrets of the Mogwai at the show's Comic Con panel. I know we've been keeping our eyes on Secrets of the Mogwai. How are you liking Zach Galligan being back? Love it, love it. Part of the original movies. Well deserved to be in the animated. Yep. Let's go. Let's watch it. I'm all about it. Let's talk about our first set of Marvel news. Not the MCU, but the animated universe. As uh, we had some animated shows announced, including the Marvel kicked off its animation panel at Comic-Con with first look at the upcoming I Am Groot animated short series. The minute-long trailer shows Baby Groot on his own adventure ahead of its official release date on August 10th. How excited and how cuted out are you by Baby Groot? Ron! Uh, dude, I actually, I enjoyed that minute. I was like, I, I don't know why I need this. I need the whole thing. I can't wait diesel excited yeah <laughs> i don't want to be excited but yeah, I, am. I am i'm not gonna lie marvel's animated series what if is coming to disney plus in early 2023 the company announced during its animation panel at comic-con today if that's not enough marvel also confirmed that a third season has already been confirmed we're getting two more seasons of what if diesel how you feeling awesome the first season of what if was great i really enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i was so we knew we were getting the second season the fact that we're guaranteed the third season now amazing Awesome, awesome. Now, let's get them out even more. The Spider-Man Freshman Year Animated Series is coming to Disney Plus in 2024. Marvel revealed during its animation panel at Comic-Con. It also confirmed one crossover already as Charlie Cox's Daredevil, who made his first MCU appearance in No Way Home, is also set to feature. Ron, how are you feeling? Okay, that's fine. I mean, obviously, it's they're going to have to meet him as Daredevil and not uh, the lawyer. So, we'll see how it goes. I mean... You don't know that. You could get hit with some charges. You never know. You never know what could happen to you, Ron. I know. I mean, there's a lot of things that could mess up the continuity line of this, so we'll see how it goes. The X-Men 97 series is arriving on Disney Plus next year as Marvel's confirmed a fall 2023 release window during its animation panel at Con. This series brings back Rogue, Beast, Wolverine, and others as it picks up right where X-Men the animated series left off. I know we were big fans of it. How excited are you for the new x-men 97 series coming in the fall of 2023 and how badass did it look when they showed some of those still photos of the the characters diesel uh cannot wait this is going to you know be a nice trip down memory lane i know like a year year or so ago i tried to do a rewatch of the original run and some of it was a little bit rough but it's still really enjoyable so hopefully they uh they they, they take it down and update it a little bit from the 90s Ron? Yeah, I get you. Like, it's 
there, I mean, it's like anything in the 90s, like, there's really good arcs that they do, and then there's just a couple, too many filler episodes that you're just like, do we really need this episode? Yeah. Do we really need this? But that just happens in that time frame. I mean, it's like, same thing with Gargoyles. Hit the same thing. Like, there was season three, there was just so much filler crap. And then, so, hopefully it'll, you know, push us forward. And finally, in Marvel animation news, Marvel Zombies is promising a slightly more graphic approach than usual Marvel Cinematic Universe entries, as it will include, and I quote, all the gore and splatter you want from a zombie show. The update was given during Marvel's animation panel at Con, where the company said it wanted to see what happened next following the What If episode's cliffhanger. I know you were a big fan of this comic book series as I was, Diesel. How are you feeling about Marvel Zombies having a full-on show with all the gore and splatter on Disney Plus? I'm loving all the changes Disney Plus has made recently so they can include some higher rated qua- uh, content. I have full faith in them that they're going to do a great job with this. I cannot wait. This sounds amazing. Ron, any thoughts? No, I'm good with it. I actually think this, this is better animated than yeah. trying to do it live yes. action. So let's just do it and let's see it. Let's go. I'm hoping that Diesel gives me the reaction I want from this. Marvel has unveiled a collection of Infinity Stones. Comprised of actual precious gems with a combined value of more than $25 million. Revealed during their Comic-Con booth, the stones come with their very own Infinity Gauntlet and have a combined 150 carats. Diesel? I'm not a goddamn circus monkey. God damn it, you nerds have way too much fucking money. <laughs> Who's going to really buy this thing? Somebody will. $25 million, I, I, dollars, yeah, guys. Not, not somebody normal. But somebody will, but I saw the picture, and the picture, they, it looks like shit, because it's, like, kind of shadowy, so you don't get any yeah. colors on the diamond or on the gems. I'm like, yeah, that's not worth $25 million. Jumping back to zombies for a second, we have a couple Walking Dead news. Oh. Uh, first of all, fans were finally treated to the first proper look at the upcoming Tales of the Walking Dead series in a hefty near two-minute trailer released during the franchise's con panel. All six protagonists are shown, and the trailer also includes narration by Alpha from the main TV series. Uh, did either of you get a chance to see this? Because I did. It, it I looks interesting. It. I didn't see it. I'm not did, you, did you know about this project? Because no. this has been something that's been in the works for a while. They're basically doing an anthology. So every episode is contained to its episode. It follows a character. It's contained to its time slot. And that's it. Okay. So it looks like a cool concept. I think that's one of the better concepts they're having in this whole yeah, I can new see rule. I guess yeah. Uh, AMC also revealed a new trailer and premiere date for the final episodes of its main Walking Dead series, confirming it will arrive in October. The trailer flashes back through all of the previous seasons before teasing what's to come next. Uh, of course, they're coming into the final. And speaking of coming into the final, they also, The Walking Dead is receiving yet another spinoff as AMC confirmed a new series starring Andrew Lincoln's Rick Grimes and Danae Guara's Michonne, this series will replace the planned Rick Grimes movie and is set to premiere in 2023. With this cool poster, by the way. If you guys did not see nice. it. Yeah. I know you can't see it at home, but look it up. It's pretty cool. Uh, how are you guys feeling about all this uh, Walking Dead news, Diesel? Just ended already. We got Marvel zombies coming. We don't need the actual zombies anymore. Go away. <laughs> I mean, Diesel it, strikes. It is what it is that we knew it was coming to an end sooner or later, and they're, they're going to push it as much as they can. So be it. I mean, because of the other show with uh, Daryl and uh, Carol, Carol not going through, they're changing it to Michonne and Rick. It's basically all it is what it is. Whatever. Uh, Keanu Reeves himself arrived at Comic-Con to tease the future of his comic book series Berserker, revealing that the animated spinoff is being produced through Japanese animation studio production IG. His previous works include the Ghost in the Shell series and Eden of the East, meaning the Berserker series should be in pretty good hands. 
pretty awesome stuff, and uh, I'm sure it's going to look amazing. If you have not seen or read the comic book yet, I suggest picking it up because it's pretty badass. Speaking of badass comics, DC and Image Comics are bringing back one of the classic 90s crossovers as Batman and Spawn will once again face off. Revealed during Jim Lee and Friends panel at Comic-Con, the comic will be a 48-page one-shot written by Spawn creator Todd McFarlane and drawn by legendary comic artist Greg Capullo. Nice. How are you feeling, Ron? That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I will definitely probably, this will be one of the few that I actually pick up. I gotta be honest, that was badass. Yeah. When I heard that, yeah, that Capullo it's... and McFarlane are teaming up for it, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to pick this up yeah. nicely. Uh, Archer showrunners Matt Thompson and Casey Willis told IGN during their Comic-Con live show that James Bond himself, Daniel Craig, has expressed interest in appearing in the series. Diesel, <laughs> Daniel Craig on Archer, what are you thinking? I mean, he's not going to uh, compare to their already greatest cameo, Christian Slater. But he'll be a nice little fill-in here and there. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to get to the DC news, and then it's going to be main event time, folks. Okay, so... DC released the first full trailer for Shazam! Fury of the Gods at Comic-Con. The long-awaited sequel is also confirmed to be a new DCEU entry as Shazam! compares himself to other heroes, including Batman and Aquaman. Uh, you saw the trailer, Ron? How are you feeling about the first looks at Shazam! Fury of the Gods? I, it looks just as fun as the first one. You know, and he's just sitting there talking to his pediatrician in in Shazam! form. Yeah. Just like, like a strength. And it's hilarious because he just brings up Flash, he brings up Batman, he brings up Aquaman, and the dude's just like, I'm a pediatrician, and he points over, and I want to know why there's an Annabelle, Annabelle doll. Yeah, so, by the way, a lot of people picked up, because James Wan has been putting Annabelle dolls in every project that he has either produced or directed oh, okay. I didn't know since, it. for like years. If you look, there was, a, there was a thing that showed them all, an Aquaman, there's one that shows up. I didn't pay attention. Yeah, man. I'll have to, I'll have to deep dive I think the it. first Shazam one shows up. It's it's crazy. It? James Wan is James Wan is a genius with this Annabelle shit. I'm gonna have little, to, I didn't notice how to You have to go back through. There is literally an Easter egg of Annabelle in a lot of movies that James Wan has either produced, directed, if he is, if he has involvement in the movie, keep your eyes out. There's probably an animal. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't pay that attention. Yeah. Close, but, but it looks fun because, you know, and everybody looks great. New costumes are good. Diesel? All right. So, last <laughs> to go around, expectations were low. Now I'm actually excited, so I'm ready to get my heart broken. But, yes, this looks solid. I enjoyed the first one a lot more than I thought I was. This looks like it's in the same vein, and I am actually more excited for Shazam than I am Black Adam. Oh, yeah, me too. Speaking of Black Adam, Dwayne The Rock Johnson descended from the skies amid a thunderstorm in his full Black Adam costume at DC's Comic-Con panel. His time with the role has been a long journey fueled with passion, with commitment, with grit, Johnson said. Of course, they also showed a brand new trailer for Black Adam showing us off the newest DCEU anti-hero face off against Adam Smasher, Dr. Fate, Hawkman, and Cyclone. The minute-long trailer was released at DC's Comic-Con panel ahead of the film's release date on October 21st. How did you think about the new trailer and, of course, the showmanship of one Dwayne The Rock Johnson at Comic-Con? <laughs> Well, I mean, he's only doing it because uh, Cena showed up and walked around in Peacemaker outfit for like three months. So it's the only reason why he did it. Let's be honest. Oh. Uh, it's it's fine. I mean, I hate that they keep labeling these villains as anti-heroes now to try to put them face a little. Yeah. Because Black Adam was never anti-hero in most of the, like not even in any of the comics, I don't think. I mean, he's a heel, motherfucker. Yeah, like he he's just. You know, like his, like he, his main goal in most runs is him trying to kill a child, kill a child and resurrect his dead wife. Yes, and never they never really bring up 
his kid, so the fact that they're using a kid in this one is weird. But I, I could be wrong. Kind of, can yell at me later. Um, but it's like, I just hate the fact that they're labeling these all these guys yeah. as like, and, and I, I, I don't mind Black Adam as a character. But like now, I'm watching these. I'm like, I'm with you guys. He's doing just rock things, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, shit. I'm glad he's enjoying the role. I'm yeah. glad he's enjoying what he gets to do for the San Diego Comic Con coming in for yeah. a year. I'm not excited for this movie. I, I, I'm, I'm falling a little deep because I'm basically already f- pretty sure I know the ending, and I'm not going to spoil it here. I mean, I've already said it to you guys, okay. and it's it's. Uh, and if I'm right, I'm going to be a little heartbroken. But it is what it is. Like I'll go see it, and we'll see where it goes. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, with that being said, I think DC limped out of Comic-Con. Once again, we're not going to dive any deeper. There was a whole lot of more stuff. Join our friends over at the ODPH for way, way more. What are you talking about? You know, in DC fast cars? Uh, or yeah, wheels? No. Or we're whatever not, they're calling talk, that? We're not talking about that. <laughs> but with that being said, we need to move on to the main event. The Big Boy Show. We said in the preview that we did that we knew Marvel was going to come and drop a bomb, a nuclear bomb, on the Comic-Con. Now... We didn't even realize how big it was going to be because we just thought, we aimed kind of low. We thought, hey, they're going to reveal the cast of Fantastic Four, which they didn't, but we're wrong. We, we knew surprised. that they were going to reveal a Wakanda Forever trailer, which we'll get to. And we kind of all guessed that, you know, maybe, maybe not we'd see something from Ant-Man, which not only did they show it, but they above the expectations. But then, then they took it a step farther. So let's kind of set up the mood. Not everything is out on video yet. Uh, they opened uh, with a quote from Stan Lee with the normal Marvel stuff before Kevin Fahey came to the stage with a thunderous applause. I mean, I think that wherever Kevin Fahey goes, he just gets a thunderous applause. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty yeah, I'm, sure. I'm sure. He comes out and he basically, you know, there's a lot of small exchange. He basically goes, hey, last time I was on this stage, I talked about Phase 4. And we've made most of that happen. And then announced officially that Phase 4 will be coming to an end with the last two projects of Phase 4, which would be She-Hawk, Attorney at Law, which later on in the panel, they did show another trailer for it, which comes out on August 17th on Disney+. Plus. So if you want uh, that trailer, I, I liked it. It's just, I was already sold. I'm already going to watch it, so it's not really like it made me even more excited. Although there's definitely teases of people who can show up in yeah, the oh, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he said that it would end completely with, of course, Wakanda Forever, which they did give us later in the show, ending their panel. They gave us the trailer. I'm going to skip around just because it's easier, easier that way. Yeah, it comes out on November 11th, and the trailer, I'm just going to say it, I thought the trailer was beautiful. I didn't think this was like your normal no, it normal was, trailer. It, I love the fact that they used that slow version of No Woman, No Cry. I love the fact that there is that heaviness to it that, you know, Chadwick Boseman is gone and in real life, in real life. And then, of course, the character T'Challa is gone. And we kind of see there's a memorial for T'Challa at one point in the trailer. So I really like the heaviness. I also am going to say I really loved how badass Namor looks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this movie has already got me. I, I was already excited. I'm even more excited after that trailer. And I know it's I know for some people they're like, oh, this is a departure. And there's that last scene. We're Black Panther, and you see the the claw. You see it's Black Panther. So one of two things happens here. I, I, I my guess is either that's a scene from the beginning of the movie, and they're going to kill Black Panther in the beginning of the movie, explaining that Chichala is dead, or that is literally footage of the next Black Panther. Yeah. So it's one of the two. We won't know until it's game time. Uh, my two front runners, if it is a new Black Panther, are uh, Nakia, who was the love interest of of T'Challa, or Eric Killmonger uh, was, you know, saved and now is taking over for his brother. You know, he's not his real brother, but yeah. his brother yeah. 
uh, because he's a changed man because of him. And I think either way, I'm fucking happy with it. What are you going with, Diesel? They just made Captain America black. I say they make Black Panther white. The White Wolf, Bucky <laughs> Barnes. <laughs> it ain't happening, player. Dude, that, that would be it actually hilarious. That ain't happening, I would laugh player. hysterically if that happened, but they wouldn't do that. They're not doing that. The, the trailer, though, was amazing. It doesn't yeah. give really anything away, just that the fact that, yes, T'Challa is dead, and it brings out all sorts of emotions. Like, yeah, because like, the first part of it is just like, just for yeah. Chadwick Boseman, yeah. like, and you know, as soon as that as soon as that song starts playing, and you see, it, and it's like, oh, it feels, yeah. oh, yeah. fuck me, and then you you like you see Ironheart, you see her, you see her start the armor. I think I think there's a quick glance at it. Somebody said there was a Doctor Doom quick reference somewhere in there. I there's there's an Ironheart reference for sure. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, she's, she's she's working on the yeah, vibranium yeah. and when he knocks it out, that's the Ironheart from Ironheart. So that's yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, you see we'll that. that and then, then somebody said like there was a Doctor like and I'm like I didn't I watched that. I didn't see the Doctor Doom part. So, if there was, I didn't. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. No, I, didn't see I, didn't, I didn't see it either. So I don't know what what that is. I mean, we'll see. I I think they're just reaching because they want it to happen. But I'm not sure. But once again, going back out of order, because let's go back to the speech. I, I just want yeah, to do no, it here. He shows them. He says, ending. Well, I'm here to talk about Phase 5 and beyond. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the logo comes across. Because they have revealed those videos. And it says Phase 5. Crowd goes nuts. And the dates start showing up. And we literally get in. And this is in order. And obviously, we're going to we're gonna break down and talk about them as they go. They didn't. Later on, some of them came back to talk about. If there's anything big, we'll talk about it. First up in Phase 5 will be Secret Invasion. Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn reprise their roles as Nick Fury and Talos and Secret Invasion arriving. Or no, sorry. It'll be the second thing because it's arriving in the spring of 2023. The first thing will be Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is the world's greatest grandma, that's Scott Lang, and the rest of the Ant fam meets their greatest foe yet, Kang arriving in theaters February 17th of 2023. And speaking of Kang, first of all, we got the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer. There is an image of a face into the bottom right. It could be MODOK. It could be yeah. it could be a numerous amounts of people. I also guessed uh, that it could be uh, the Joker, <laughs> joking of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, there's a lot of people speculating yeah. on that. But that's not the important part. We have not gotten to see the clear footage as we have recorded yet. But there is some bootleg ass footage yeah, from know. San Diego Comic Con, and I I can't judge it from the footage. I, I know it. that we the footage does show that Bill Murray is in yep. Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes. But most importantly, the trailer ends with your first look at Kang. And unfortunately, because of the bootleg one, you didn't get to see it in all its glory, but you did get to hear the interaction. And Kang says to Scott Lang, who are you? Scott Lang replies, I'm an Avenger. Kang replies to him then, oh, you're an Avenger. Have I killed you before? Uh-huh. And that is how they end the trailer, right on uh, his face, Jonathan Major's face, yeah. as he says that line. And it's such a cold and calculated and awesome fucking line I went. I clapped when I when I when I heard it, like literally. Have I killed you before? That's so good. And I mean, there's no emotion. Like majors, we we already knew he was going to be great at this as being Kang. That gave me goosebumps. I'm like, holy shit! Of course, that was later in the panel, not with that announcement, but yeah, I'm even more pumped to see Ant Man and the Wasp. I think the major villain is going to be uh, Modok, which they've kind of kind of. Teased, yeah. so I think that's going to be the major villain. I think that Kang meetup will probably be at the end of the movie. I don't think he's going to be around Kang too much because 
If he if it oh. is Ant Man's dying, yeah. he ain't making it to any other movies. Because <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely probably that that of the latter. Kang's gonna show up at the end or you know after credit scene. Uh, but that was so yeah. cool to see. Like it actually, it gave gave me with that no emotion side. It gave me that uh, Doctor Freeze, Mister Freeze. Ooh, yeah, like if they wanted to pull up. Dude, Jonathan Majors, man. Like I said, when we I first was, heard he got the gig, we were like, "Oh, this is gonna be good." Yeah. And that, and then it, on Loki, when he wasn't Kang, but he, you know, was Kang, but he was Kang. he was, but he wasn't Kang. You know, the one that's worse than me is gonna show up <laughs> if you kill me. Yeah. Uh, or you don't watch over or something. Yeah, it's it's, but yeah, but I'm, that was his yeah. line: is that if you kill me, the one that's worse than me is gonna show up. Of course, that being Kang, that just cold. Have I killed you before? Like such a ah. Anyways. Yeah. One of my highlights of the weekend. Of course, we also got the announcement next on the docket would be uh, Star-Lord, Rocket, Group, Drax, Mantis, Nebula, and the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy are back for their cosmic adventure arriving in theaters May 5th, 2023. And we found out the big bad for the movie will be the High Evolutionary. And the High Evolutionary was there in his full gear. Yes, he was. And it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Still crossing my fingers for some Beta Ray Bill. I just, I'm just saying. He's got to pull in somewhere. Like, I don't know where they're going to put him. He's going to pull in Gamora. Ooh. That'd be hilarious. Ooh. That would put freaking Star Lord in such a. Really? Really? Then, as part of Phase 5, coming in the summer of 2023, uh, following the events of Hawkeye, Maya Lopez's ruthless behavior in New York City catches up with her in the hometown. It's going to be Echo. It has been confirmed that both Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio will reprise their roles of Daredevil and Kingpin, respectively, for Echo. How excited are you guys for Echo? All right. I'm excited that Kingpin and Daredevil are going to be in it, but... Echo from Hawkeye, I wasn't really enthralled with. So the fact that the Echo characters get in their own show is kind of mind-blowing to me. Mm-hmm. But if it's just a platform, sort of like how uh, Captain Marvel was just a platform to get a buddy cop show going on, I'm fine with that. Well, I'm looking at the fact that Echo is going to be a member of the Thunderbolts. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, so next up on the docket for Phase 5, also in the summer of 2023 on Disney Plus as well, Variants Assemble Loki Season 2. It is in production currently. Uh, Kevin Fahey did say that they are shooting it now, just like Echo is finishing shooting. Loki is in production. How excited are you guys for Loki Season 2? Because I know we all like Loki Season 1. Much more excited for Season 2 of Loki. It's, Loki was such a fun show, really good. How late is that again? 23? Summer 2023, 20, next summer. So, so next summer, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm excited as always. I just, I'm sad that it's that far away. Well, it's to, shooting to, now, so. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, but. Trust yeah. me, you got a lot of stuff coming I as you know, do. I know, but I got to stay alive a whole year. Well, you're going to want to stay alive a little longer because the next big movie on the docket is, comes out November 3rd of 2023. And Marshala Ali finally gets to star as Blade. Blade has officially added a date and it's an announcement and it's coming November 3rd, 2023. We were excited when they signed Marshala Ali. I can't wait to see this. Diesel, how you feeling about Blade? Yeah, depending on where they go with it, Blade could be very interesting. Um, hopefully, they keep uh, uh, the cut guy from the Eternals out of it. Because, eh. but the Blade itself could be pretty cool. We'll see where they go with this. By the way, in confirming in their own release here, they confirmed we did see the Iron Heart because it says meet Rory Williams first in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, then in her own solo series arriving in the fall of 2023. Of course, we're talking Iron Heart. As a member of the Young Avengers Champions, whatever you would yeah, call, it. They call it, there that's going to be awesome. 
Another announcement for those fans of uh, the WandaVision show coming in the winter of 2023. Who's been messing up everything? You know the rest. Find out what she's been up to. And Agatha, Covenant of Chaos, coming in winter of 2023 to Disney+. And then this was the big daddy. This was the this is the one that they kind of looked and went, you guys ready to hear some real shit? And the crowd went nuts. Because the man without fear returns with both Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio reprising their roles as Matt Murdock and Wilson Fisk, respectively, in the original series, Daredevil, Born Again, Spring 2024. And I am hoping they do the actual Born Again storyline. If they do, that's amazing. Uh, we know that they're getting a little more in the R section, even on Disney+. Plus. They, they added the parental controls. Yeah. I, mean, I think yeah. this is going to be one of those that is going to be a must-watch. By the way, Kevin Fahey announced... 18 episodes in the season. Nice. So I, they 18. have to be doing that story. They have to be. because that's, that's my opinion. Even even if they're 45 minutes long, cut it down 15, but from an hour. It's 18 episodes. Like That's the only way to do that story. We've been wanting it for so long. They are giving it to us in triplicates now. Oh, oh pretty absolutely. Much. I'm going to throw this out there. Arriving on May 3rd, 2024. Movie form, of course. Captain America, New World Order, and it is confirmed Sam Wilson is your new Captain America, as we found out. It is it is the Sam Wilson era, and that will be in the movie. That will be the movie. That, okay. Like, I knew that that's what they were coming. Yeah, yeah. That, that New World Order would push in. I bet you at the end of that, you meet the Thunderbolts. Possibly because an exciting new group of heroes arriving yeah. in theaters July 26th yeah. of 2024. So the very next movie and actually closing out phase five yeah. will be Thunderbolts. And when they announced it, they bought the big music with the big Thunderbolts logo coming across and the crowd went wild for it. So Thunderbolts will be closing out phase five on July 26th, 2024. I'm assuming U.S. agent has something to do with New World Order. Right. And that's what's going to bring in the Thunderbolts at the end of that after credit scene. Now, if Kevin Fahey and Marvel would have stopped there, I think we would have all been happy, correct? Oh, yeah. I don't think any of us would have been disappointed. But no, no, no. He stopped and he went, well, what about Phase 6? And the graphic comes on the screen and the crowd goes absolutely insane. And there's a bunch of lines. And he goes, I'm not going to reveal all those lines. As you can see, there's a lot in the works. Not going to reveal all those things because we have plenty of time. Yeah, because there's a lot of things that can change. However, I have... Some things I do want to reveal. And the first thing on the screen comes the Fantastic Four logo, and we now have a date. Marvel's First Family arrives in theaters November 8th of 2024 and kicks off Phase 6 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. How excited are you for the Fantastic Four kicking off Phase 6 and now having a date? of? I know it's a, few, it's a little bit off, but we now have a date, November 8th, 2024. Yeah, um... Super excited, hoping all these uh, all these dream castings are coming to fruition on this. I really want John Krasinski to stay. Hopefully that doesn't change, and cannot wait. This, this is going to be fun. And last but certainly not least, he said, you know where we're going, but I'm going to tell you how it ends, because as we found out, this is the multiverse saga. So it has to end, right? And this is a studio, and Kevin Fahey had said, no, we're not in the business of making Avenger films anymore. <laughs> but you know what he did? He did. It wasn't that he lied. He's just, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> because as he goes, you want to know how this ends? I'm going to tell you how it ends. And on the screen, the, the, the Avengers music plays, and the A comes into focus, and you just go, 
oh shit, we're getting Avengers. And not only are we getting them once, we're getting them twice. Once again, we're going to end a saga with two movies. First up, November, uh, sorry, no, May 2nd, 2025, Avengers The Kang Dynasty. Yep. Followed, and they switched the logo over, followed, mind you, that was May 2nd of 2025, November 7th of 2025, Avengers Secret Wars will end Phase 6 and the Multiverse Saga. Yeah, that is a way to end it. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Diesel, Diesel's, if you guys, if we were in video, you could see the, the look at Diesel's face. By the way, the clip of them going on and the crowd just losing their shit and it going into first showing Avengers of the Kang Dynasty and then it flips colors and it says Avengers Secret Wars and then they put them up on the fucking board and you realize, oh shit, one comes out in May and one comes out in November of 2025. They're back to backing the yeah. two big movies at the end of the saga. Yep. I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's gonna be solid. Um, with everything going on, I don't. So I think they're gonna take a little liberties with both of the Secret Wars stories, the ones from '84 and then the new one that they came out with. Uh, I think that's what how they're gonna set it up. I could be wrong. I I, know, I, I don't care how yeah. they set up. Feed me more. They, they are doing their own thing. The source material is there to draw inspiration no, I, from, but they do not have to follow. No, that's what I mean. By, like they're using both. I'm super fucking stoked yeah. for all of this. I just want to let you guys know, I couldn't have been any more happier. I'm fucking cheering. Well, I'm watching Ring of Honor in the, that's at the same time the Marvel panel was, and I wasn't cheering for Ring of Honor. I was cheering for, <laughs> oh my God, we're getting we're getting two Avenger films. We're getting Born Again. We, we got the Wakanda Forever trailer. I'm like, I was like a kid at Christmas. We got Kang dropping one of the greatest lines of all time at the end of a teaser trailer. Like... I am fucking in for the multi, uh, the multiverse saga. I don't care that I have to sit through probably another Eternals film. Like, they noticed it. They didn't announce it. But I know there's going to be another one in there. I don't care that I have to sit through it after all of that. So, I'm just throwing it out there. Somebody left Eternals, I think, too. Yeah, who I, knows? I think somebody... Let's not bring the room down. Let's keep the room high. In closing, how'd you guys feel about San Diego Comic-Con, Marvel, and everything else that went on at this year's San Diego Comic-Con? It was a solid Comic-Con. There was some big news, a lot of stuff that we didn't even cover, but... It was a good one. It was good to see things getting back to normal, having people congregate for this, having nerds rejoice. <laughs> uh, great. It was a very good Comic-Con. Yeah, it was solid all around. It, like They gave everything uh, Marvel gave us was actually to push forward to show, hey, this is what we're doing. Don't worry. Hang on for the ride. And like they said, like if you don't like this, you'll probably like the next one. If you don't like that, you'll probably like the next one. Like, there's always going to be something moving forward. Like, if you didn't really wasn't a fan of Moon Knight, maybe you'll like She-Hulk. If you're not a fan of She-Hulk, then, you know, Wakanda forever. Like, like there's going to be something. So They have a little bit of everything for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Listen, man. San Diego Comic-Con coming back reminded me why we all love it. And it reminded me why being a nerd is such a great time. And this is like Christmas for nerds. And Marvel fucking over-delivered. They did what they do every single time. And reminded everybody why everybody's so excited for the MCU is because when they come out to party, they fucking come out to party. Yeah. And uh, they gave us a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. And kudos to them. I mean, shit. I can't wait till D23 and see what else is in the, the caliber for Marvel. Uh, obviously, a lot of D23 will probably be Star Wars as well since there wasn't tons. We did get to see our first teaser trailer of Andor uh, and some costumes. But 
Uh, outside of that, really, you know, they didn't do much Star Wars, but I was expecting Star Wars to own D23. And yeah. I'm sure that there's going to be some Marvel announcements there as well. So keep your eyes peeled because we're going to be waiting for that as well. But with that being said, that's going to conclude our San Diego Comic-Con coverage and this week's edition of the Nerd News. It's now time to step right on over to... Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. It's time for Diesel's movie Triple Stuff. Pretty exciting uh, box office this week. Everything is over in the double digits, so very cool. Nice. Uh, number five, still pulling in all that domestic money, Top Gun Maverick with another $10 million even. Makes all the money. Oh, the, the song by T-Swift was good, but where the crawdads sing, $10.3 million on its second week. Women keeping it alive. Oh, just let it die. <laughs> just no. let the crawdads die. Uh, Minions, The Rise of Gru, with another $17.7 million for its fourth week. Minions. Minions. Number two this week, Thor, Love and Thunder, with another $22 million. Still making money. And double that, and you get Nope, with $44 million in its opening weekend domestic. Nice. And you'll hear all about what we thought about in the second half of the show for 3FN Movie Club. All right, coming out this week, the the heavy hitters are DC League of Super Pets. Super vets. Super vets. <laughs> I mean, they probably need super vets for those super pets. <laughs> the Reef, colon, Stalked. Ooh. Vengeance, 13 Lives, and Resurrection. And the following week, we have Bullet Train, Bodies, 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 and Easter Sunday. Hey, I'm going to do a cheap plug for that. That week, we are going to be reviewing Bullet Train for the show. We will be having a bonus review for... Um, Prey. Oh, Prey. Oh, yeah, that's on Hulu. Because that's on Hulu. Yep. And then last but not least, we will be doing a Patreon-exclusive review for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. So, therefore, there will be three reviews. One will be a Patreon-exclusive, one will be a bonus episode, and one will be with the 3FM Movie Club. In order, 3FM Movie Club will be Bullet Train. Prey will be the uh, bonus one. And then Bodies, 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 Patreon-exclusive, patreon.com, slash 3FM Podcast, $1 a month. There's a cheap plug. Diesel, that means it's time for top three. Top three, all right. We just talked at length about San Diego Comic-Con 2022. What are the top three things that come out of this week that makes you most excited? Oh, man, my dick was so hard for most of it. Let's be honest. It's all of it. <laughs> everything, baby, everything. Uh, number three actually was the uh, Turtles game. Because I kind of I was waiting for yep. like the yeah. solid announcement for that thirteen games in one. Nice. I love what they did with the brand new Turtles game that just came out. So I'm excited to see how they revamp some of the older ones and going back to my youth. So I'm gonna definitely be excited for that one. So that's my number three. Uh, number two is gotta be the big huge announcements from Marvel, uh, including the end of the saga. Seeing Phase uh, five and six play out, especially with. Uh, getting Avengers movies, so that's my number two. And my number one were the two big trailers, actually, for Marvel as well, the teaser trailer for Quantumania that we all haven't seen except for a bootleg. But fuck that, it, just hearing that end line is worth it. And then, uh, of course, the, the trailer for Wakanda Forever, which was fucking gorgeous, beautiful, and everything I wanted to be and more. Almost brought tears, I'm just going to say. It was almost Niagara Falls over here. I believe it. Go ahead, Ron. Uh, number three, I'm, I'm going to go with the Turtles Turtles game and Turtles comics crossovers. Like, it, Turtle fan, I was fine with it. I was glad to see it all. The fact that, you know, the game, like he said, 13 games in one. When I heard that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll probably turn kick on the PS4 and actually buy something that I haven't played in two years. But, you know, just to go through that. Uh, number two, I'm 
I'm going to put the Wakanda Forever trailer because that that just hit home. Like I watched it like five times and just the feels hit every time. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, the feels. And then number one, just because it is what it is, all the Transformers that I got to see, you know, the whole new set of lineup coming out. Um, unfortunately, Netflix isn't continuing their Transformers series, so screw you. Fuck Nef- you, Netflix. Fuck you, Netflix, canceling all the good shit. Um, but, you know, th- there's a lot. Like the... The Orion packs and Alphatron, like that. That's a solid set. There's a bunch of other ones coming out that I was like, you know what? That's impressive. So, Diesel's on you. All right, number three. It's a twofer. It's the Marvel animated '97 uh, X-Men, and then the uh, Marvel Zombies. I cannot wait for both of those. Nice. Super excited. Number two, we are going to go with um, the fact that we are getting Avengers movies again. Yeah, uh, true. Like that's true. And then number one, and I didn't speak of it during this part when we talked about it, but I will definitely be buying these books. The uh, Spawn Batman crossover. I cannot wait for that. Yes, that sounds it sounds awesome. The good one shot, forty eight yeah. pages. I think that's yeah. going to be awesome. Like I said, two legendary uh, creators, oh, yeah. Todd McFarlane and Greg Capullo, tag teaming up. Yes, please. Just, I'll just, have yes, more of please. that. I'll take it all. Uh, With that being said, that's going to end the first half of this show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, it will be time for the 3FN Movie Club review of Jordan Peele's brand new movie, Nope. Hey, this is Bill Tash from Obscure Form. You can follow me on Facebook at Obscure Form. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Bill Tash. Check me out on Spotify or help me out on Bandcamp at Obscure Form. You are listening to the 3FN Podcast. time for this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. And of course, uh, this is Corey Hart. Believe it or not. This is Sunglasses at Night. Believe it or not. But this is the jean jacket mix from the movie that we are reviewing this week. And of course, that is Jordan Peele's latest cinematic feature, Nope. So, uh, just giving you the rundown as we do each and every week, we are going to start off with spoiler-free. We're going to give you a spoiler-free synopsis. We're going to talk about who's in the movie, you know, the budget of the movie, and so on and so forth. And then we're going to give you a spoiler-free thumbs-up, thumbs-in-the-middle, or thumbs-down recommendation for Nope. Then we are going to play the spoiler alert. After the spoiler alert, we're going to give our full spoiler review of Nope, and followed by the game, followed by our nerd score and my critic score. So... 
do not worry if you have not seen it yet and you're waiting to see it we are not going to spoil this movie this is just spoiler free zone and we will forewarn you before we jump into spoilers gentlemen are you ready to kick off the 3fn movie club review nope <laughs> nah uh, by the way, oh, we're, no. we're going we're gonna to talk about that in the spoiler <laughs> portion because it, it's fucking hilarious. All right. Starting up, let's give you the review coming straight from Google. I always love doing this to find out how good or bad the Google review is. Uh, synopsis, sorry, not review. Synopsis. Two siblings who run a California horse ranch discover something wonderful and sinister in the skies above, while the owner of an adjacent theme park tries to profit from the mysterious otherworldly phenomenon. I mean, it's close. Yeah. I mean, they it's don't close. technically run it together. She's right, right. But it, it, was, close. <laughs> it's close. it was close. It's close. It's better than some. Yes. So, Nope had a runtime of 131 minutes, and it was released on July 18th in July of 2022 in Los Angeles, California. July 22nd, 2022, everywhere else in the U.S. It is distributed by Universal Pictures and produced by Monkey Paw Productions, which of course is the production company of one Jordan Peele. Uh, the movie was uh, produced by Jordan Peele and Ian Cooper and was written and directed by Jordan Peele. Cinematography goes, honors go to Hoyt Van Hoytema. Uh, the edited was by Nicholas Monsoor. Music by Michael Abels. And the movie stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Yuen, uh, Brian Pereira, or Brandon Pereira, sorry. Uh, Keith David makes an appearance. And Michael Wincott. Michael Wincott returns to the screen. Uh, of course, you might remember him from The Crow, yep. mm-hmm. amongst other movies. Uh, with that being said, this movie had a budget of $68 million, and I'm not going to do the, the game because it's $44.4 million is what it made. So basically domestic, uh, only on as far as Wikipedia is concerned. So with that being said, let's go into our spoiler-free recommendation. Give it a thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down for Nope. Starting with Ronald. Uh, definitely, if you're a fan of Jordan Peele's other works, definitely give it a watch. I, I enjoyed it immensely. These guys were lucky enough to see it twice, so uh, I'll let them talk more, a little bit more than I did. I just didn't have time, but yeah, definitely see this movie. Uh, Diesel, recommendation. I thoroughly recommend this movie. I enjoyed it a lot, and I will say it definitely got better with the second viewing. Uh, I'm going to make it a clean sweep of thumbs up for the recommendation. Uh, I did enjoy this movie. I enjoyed it even on the first watch. It is a very entertaining film. Uh, obviously, you know, it's polarizing at, at, at portions of it, but I, I still thought it was very good. Uh, very entertaining. Uh, the acting is tremendous. The cinematography is amazing, and the score is also amazing. Like, this movie has... It checks all of the boxes as far as the technical aspects of a movie. So I know you guys are going to love that the visual effects are stunning. Uh, outside of that, it is a very entertaining film. And I do believe everybody should probably enjoy this movie. With that being said, though, if you have not seen Nope... And you are do not want to spoil. This is the time to stop the podcast. After you go see Nope, come back, hear what we have to say, see if you agree or disagree. If you have seen Nope, or if you don't care about having things spoiled because you're not going to go see it, or you just don't care about having things spoiled, like some people, stay on because we are about to enter the spoiler zone as we hit the spoiler alert. All right, this is time for our full spoiler review of Nope. We do the good and the bad. And so let's start with the good, as we usually do. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I've am gonna. i already kind of said it, so I'll kick it off with that. Cinematography, music, so the score, acting, all tremendous. Do uh, you guys want to add to that? Yeah, the acting on this movie was phenomenal. Uh, Daniel Kalua 
is so good. good. I've seen mixed reviews of his acting in this and, like, thinking that it was stripped down. This man can say so much without saying a single word. Yeah, exactly. It was amazing. I I left this movie, by the way, yesterday when we saw it the second time, and I said, he is now in the Idris Elba level of me going, I want to see him in every movie. Kiki Palmer was absolutely phenomenal in this. I thought she was great, and a new actual female crush for me. Yeah, she's very good. I liked it, enjoyed her. I thought Brandon Pereira stole the show, especially for humorful stuff. Yeah. It was real. He he had great comic timing, and also when it needed to be serious, he was serious. Yeah. And uh, I was a fan of Michael Wincott. Yes, he was fucking strange, but when is Michael Wincott not strange <laughs> in a movie? No, uh, so I, I dug the the inclusion of Michael Wincott. Uh, I thought this was uh, tremendous from that aspect. I'm also going to say I really dug some of the vibes for this movie. This movie feels like a movie you're familiar with, but for especially for the first two acts plus. And it's kind of like, but you're, but it's new. It's new territory. Uh, I love that. If, to my, in my opinion, Jordan Peele borrowed shots from Jaws, if you will. Not like saying he stole them, but the way he treated the ship. We're gonna call it that right now. Mm-hmm. The way he treated the ship, the UFO, was very much in the dark. So you saw glimpses of it, never saw a full scale of it, not until towards the third act. And on top of that. He did great things of like using it, cutting out the power and the lights and stuff so you can knew where it was in the sky, even though you couldn't see it. And I also dug the fact that, uh, like I said, it was always brooding there. It built a suspense level. I know that I was very suspenseful for the first two acts into the third act of the movie. I, I, I really dug that effect. And there yeah. were some other things. Like it looked like a, t- a little bit of a twister effect because when, uh, sh- when the ship sucks up things, it kind of makes like a twister thing. So it reminded me of the movie Twister because you see the fucking horse yeah. swirl on yep. in the air and later on humans and everything else. So that, that was really kind of cool to me. But it, it felt very suspenseful for the first two acts into the third act. We'll get to the third act in the negatives, in my opinion, even, you know, whatever. Continued easel. Yeah, I, I heard a couple people refer to this as like, like Get Out was Jordan Peele's Hitchcock movie. This is his Spielberg movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Um, but absolutely loved it. I, the the way that they bring you into the family, where you care about what's going on in that family, is amazing. And special shout out for Stephen Wen too. Like you see this guy, and you're just like, he's an Asian guy running this like cowboy esque place called Jupiter's Claim, and you find out he's like a child actor a child actor who's not getting the gigs anymore but he was pretty big in the 90s and something terrible happened on set one day and he's dealing with a lot of trauma of that which is also kind of funny because then he tries to profit off of the same thing yes Yes. i think that's the lesson that will be learned here so what you're talking about because i think i I think it's a positive we'll talk about there's a sub story in this movie and even the movie opens with, with it with it of gordy and uh, Gordy is an ape, and it was a, it was a, the second show that Stephen Wynn's character was on was called Gordy's Home. Yep. Uh, his first show, and the reason why it's called Jupiter's Claim, was he was on uh, Kid Sheriff, and he played the character of Jupiter. Yep. So Jupiter's Claim is what the theme park is called because of his character was Jupiter. They shortened his name to Jupe throughout the movie. Yeah. So with that being said, this Gordy's problem is uh, when you first when the movie opens up, and I thought this was perfect. You hear the audio from the show. They're showing you the the, the little uh, title screen like Jordan Peele Presents, gives you the little names of yeah. some of the actors. And while you're doing that, you're hearing these people having this birthday for Gordy, which at the time you don't know is, a, is an ape or a chimp, I should say. Yeah. 
And then it, it cuts to you hear a balloon pop, and you hear like the ape kind of, rah, rah, rah. and then when the movie finally opens for picture, it's this ape that's coming over from a cow or coming over from the side. Its mouth and hands are covered in blood. It sits down. It smacks the foot of what looks like a dead human. Rips off its little fucking birthday party hat. And then it looks over directly at the camera. Mm-hmm. Cut to the movie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Hard cut to the movie. And it's like, whoa. What the fuck oh, is no, this? Sorry, cut to the title card because yeah. it cuts to nope. You're just like, holy shit, what's going on? Yeah. What the fuck well, is going on? So yep. later on, we get to see the scene. Like, Jupe kind of explains, like, what happened in a, in a little bit of a way. He, he explains it as it was done on SNL. Yes. With the, <laughs> that was amazing. With the great Chris Kattan. And <laughs> the way he, like, idolizes Chris Kattan in this scene is hilarious. But you can tell that he has got some deep-seated trauma from this incident. He's trying to block it out yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So finally, coming into the third act, because it's right before the third act starts... We get to see the Gordy's home incident. Yep. And I thought this was one of the more smashful things in the movie because they show the ape losing his shit, smashing people, but they don't show him actually smashing their faces or the one, the, the they don't show the girl at all, which we find out she's at the event and her face is all mangled. So I'm assuming he ate her face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was actually the mother, but yeah, the sister. Right. The sister they never show. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The girl they never yeah. show. But the mother, they show him, they don't show her face but they show her body moving and her making noises while he beats the loving shit out of her and then bites you can tell he's biting her and then the dad comes down the stairs and is yelling at him and goes to run out the door they do this great thing where he runs out the door and it's, of course it's a set so the fucking yeah. chimp runs the other way and tackles him and you just as the door is swinging you can get glimpses of blood flying and yeah. fucking just the sound of like fucking fist hitting meat yeah. it's fucking crazy yeah. and that's when he comes back and we see the open of the of the movie and you realize that he's looking at jupe underneath the table and he comes over and of course he says that they had a bond and they were the first exploding fist bump and the monkey seems to have remorse a little bit it's kind of weird because as he comes over he still looks angry but then he looks at him and he kind of like does this like weird yeah. motion like almost like explaining himself if yeah, he, i could explain it yeah he, he went full feral but then he sees his buddy he sort of calms down is how i put it like yeah he calmed down and he kind of but he kind of almost looks like he's going into like an explanation yeah. almost like because obviously he can't you know it's a monkey yeah. And then he turns around, he sticks his hand, and that's what you see in the trailer. Everybody thought it was an alien. No, it's a fucking monkey's bloody paw to go for the fist bump. And as Jupe goes to give him the fist bump, the fucking monkey gets his head blown off by the, by the cops who finally get there to yeah. stop it. Dude, I, Fuck, and, and, and then Jupe is covered in his monkey friend's brains. Yeah. I, laughed, it, I laughed hysterically when that happened when I was with you guys. I held it in, I'm sorry. But at, at Jupiter's claim, he has this star lasso thing. Coming into the because we go back to that, that's why we get it. And that's the whole point is he's been this UFO for the last six months. Every Friday, he's been making money off of this thing and feeding it horses. And this time, he comes and it comes early. And this time, it doesn't want horses, it ends up eating him and all the people. And that's when we find out the twist of the movie, which I think is in my negatives. But, uh, I thought that was a yeah. that was up to that point was my favorite parts of the movie. You guys, have any other likes that I'm missing here? Um, I think that pretty much covers all the likes: the acting, how it looks, how it was shot, like all of that was great. There was the one glaring negative though that we're going to get into. Let's just jump into yeah. it. Let's go to the negative, and the one glaring negative is is I always have said 
that Jordan Peele is the anti-M. Night Shyamalan. Because every M. Night Shyamalan movie, there has to be a twist, for better or for worse. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes Most not time so much. Uh, but Jordan Peele is pretty straightforward. Get out. You know what's happening. Yep. And it happens. Uh, us. You know what's happening. And it happens exactly like you would see it. And there's no problem with it. I love both those movies. However, this movie, he decides to add a twist. And the twist is that this UFO... You can still call it UFO, technically. But this UFO is not a machine. It's a living predator. Yep. And it is feeding, and and you kind of see that as uh, the people get sucked up. You see them getting sucked up and digested or all eaten by this fucking thing. It's fucking crazy. And then it comes full circle. There's the whole, the I mean, there was cool scenes like the after it eats the people and it rains down blood on the house and all the shit that comes out. Yeah, all that's, the metal stuff, keys and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool and shit. But as we get into this and them planning, it goes from the suspenseful full movie where there's a lot of suspense. A lot of like guessing on what's going to happen. There's even the scene where we think we have aliens, but it turns out to be <laughs> Jupiter's kids. And Diesel uh, got a little tight butthole he admitted to because oh, yeah. he didn't know what was going on. The second viewing, I was ready for it. I was good. Although the first viewing was great because his jump came when uh, the horse head, the, the 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 fake horse head came through the fucking windshield of the yeah. truck, which was fucking awesome. Uh, but I digress. Uh, you get into this this reveal that this is a living entity, and you're like. Huh? And then it goes from being suspense in the movie to them planning to get this great shot. And it's all about drawing this thing out and everything else and like taming it to an extent. That's one thing I really didn't Breaking get. Breaking it, sorry. Yeah. The thing's got spirit. If it's got spirit, it could be broken. And it was like, that's not what they wound up doing. Like, right. They didn't break this thing. They didn't, you know, domesticate it. So, like, that whole scene kind of made no sense. Oh, I agree. So, I didn't like that. That twist, which is fine. I like the movie as a whole. I just didn't like that twist. And then later on, and I, I will say this, me and Ron kind of figured it out. It gets, it changes shape. Yeah. It becomes almost like a, I don't, like a Lovecraft fucking yeah. Lovecraftian monster. Lovecraftian monster. Right. When it, when it feels threatened. Yes. And that's what, yeah. you know, you I mean, said that. Yeah. And I, I agree with that because like a, any animal, it makes itself bigger yeah. and everything and like, else. Because it starts off like in part one, it's just a cloud. With a little stuff in the background. Part no, two, it's, it's sitting in a cloud, but it's a saucer. Right, but then part two, stage, you know, part two of the movie, it, you see the saucer. Yeah, and then part three, you, you see the monster that it becomes. Well, well, first you see it as a saucer, still as a the thing, yeah. and it kind of reminds me of a stingray a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna say sky stingray. <laughs> yeah, except for no tail. Well, it did have a tail when it had the flags. <laughs> Not a natural tail. But anyways, you have that, and then, like like you said, it, it becomes this almost Lovecraftian monster towards the end, and we're getting into the final of the movie. And the way they bring it down is by getting... First of all, they miss the, the, they get the shot, and then lose the shot, and then Michael Wincott loses his fucking mind. Which made no sense. I, I get that he was obsessed with the death shot. That's Every time we saw him when he was on his own, he was reviewing footage of animals eating each other, killing each other, killing its prey. So they get the shot, and he just loses his mind, takes his... Because he wants the death shot on him. Yeah. Takes his little crank camera and goes running up the mountain and gets sucked up. Yeah, but anyways, when you end, we, it ends up exploding because it tries to 
eat a helium filled gigantic dirt dir, dir, what do you call it dirigible or yeah it's, it's the kind it's of like a, almost like a hot air balloon if you will yeah it's like a, a helium filled bob's big boy but it's for the <laughs> jupus claim yeah <laughs> so it ends up exploding and but, but when it first attacks it she finally gets the shot on this this old style crank camera <sighs> that uh it happens to be at the bottom of a well so they get their oprah shot as they yeah. call it and, and that's kind of where the movie ends, really. And it's just kind of like you went on the suspense full ride in the first two yeah. like acts or so to only have this anticlimactic, in my opinion, ending. Yeah. I don't know. So it was weird because right before you get to that point, you know, there's a random motorcycle that appears because subplot that didn't really pay off. And uh, Data Kulay's character is trying to, like, get the sky stingray to go away from his sister so she can hop on the bike and get away to safety now mind you in the meantime they never show him getting hurt but why was he in such pain walking around like they never really focused I think when he jumped off the horse because remember he bails off the horse into the little and he thing? hit the ground running and run right inside well, no, he, he rolled. I think he rolled. I think, he rolled. So I think, I think that's. No. I do think it is explained. Sorry, but they do that cool scene where he, you know he does the the, the eye yeah. thing with the sister. She's kind of like pissed off that he's taking it this way. You're assuming he, like, oh, he might die. She goes off, taken off on the motorcycle to the Jeep's claim. Winds up pulling the stakes for the balloon. It goes up. It gets eaten. She gets the money shot, and then all of a sudden, like she turns around. Like you see in the background, there's people there. I'm assuming the investigators... News. They're like news people, yeah. I look like, yeah. Yeah. So none of them could get the shot because all the electronics doesn't work. But then she turns around, and there's this weird theory I saw online, which I hated. Oh, that he's dead. Yeah, that he's dead. When she sees him past the Beyond Yonder sign, yeah, no. through the little mist, he's dead. I'm like, no. Like, it doesn't... There's no reason to believe that he died in this part. Point. No, there's no reason yeah. to believe that he was caught by... Because it looked like... It changed its direction as soon as she got its attention, which means we didn't see him die. Yeah. I don't think so either. I saw yeah. that too. Yeah. That there's a claim that he died, which would make less sense than if he lives. Yeah. Because he, he he was the one who realized that if you don't look at it in the eye, like, well, you don't let it see your eyes, it'll pretty much leave you alone. And then when it started attacking, like, people that aren't looking at it, it was because the wavy inflatable arm guy's face was on the ground. So it tried sucking up that. So he was the one who knew how to not get it. Like... He was on that horse, put his hoodie up with the little fake eyes on the back to chase it away, drop the hoodie down, good to go. No, I agree. <laughs> I, I don't think... By the way, the Scorpion King cameo <laughs> oh, shit it was really awesome, too. Because the first movie was out of Scorpion King, and they gave a call back with that hoodie. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, though, I did enjoy this movie immensely. Like, I gotta be honest with that. Like I said, the, the cinematography was gorgeous. Like, the visual effects, gorgeous. The acting fucking amazing oh, yeah. everybody acted their ass off in this movie the script even was really good I just didn't like that ending of the story yeah. like they didn't stick the landing in my opinion they they pulled the iRobot yeah like I, everything I else about this movie I thought was great I loved this movie for the first two acts plus a little bit of the third because you gotta like up until after like the house like them escaping the house and when we heard that version of uh, sunglasses at night I played in the open like that like up until the point that they go to the house of uh, Brandon Pereira's character yeah after that, Angel, sorry, that's his name in the movie. Yeah. After that, it's just kind of like it slows down. They take the suspense away. Because you, I don't even feel like when they were distracted of the thing, there was any suspense ever. Yeah. That's why I said if he's if he did die, which I don't think he did, that was the most anticlimactic because A, it happened off screen, and B, it happened in such a way that it didn't make sense. Yeah. Right. Because 
I didn't feel any like eager yeah. like there was no sense of urgency to that scene. Yeah. Like mind you, in the first two acts of this movie, you're on the edge of your seat because you don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. And then all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, let's take our foot off the gas. Yeah. It's like the big reveal from Jaws when you finally see the shark. If that would have fell flat. Only they landed that they <laughs> stuck that landing and they didn't hear. Although I will give credit, they had their Jaws moment at the dinner table. Also, I think there was a big homage to yeah. Jaws in this, which would also would be the Spielberg moment. Because instead of doing the uh, Quint story, uh, Michael Wincott's uh, character starts singing, or starts saying, not singing, saying the lyrics to One-Eyed, One-Horned, Flying Purple People Eater. Yes. And I'm like, that's that's kind of perfect. <clears throat> so instead of like, uh, you know, the, the ship went down, we got Ate by Shark story, the famous story from Jaws. No, we got <laughs> Flying Purple People Eater, which I was fine with. Made sense in the movie. Uh, so I think there was a lot of homages there. And of course, it's Jordan Peele, so there's messages. And I think that's what the TMZ guy came in for a shot. That was, I think that was Jordan Peele taking a straight shot at TMZ. Because the line is like, oh, it's fucking TMZ. Yeah, probably. And when the guy, the guy gets it, I love, I, I love Brandon's reaction, though. is the best. Because uh, Brandon Pereira's like, hey, pop quiz, what happens when you're driving an electric bike at 60 miles per hour and you hit a negative uh, electric force uh, going the opposite direction? And then fucking the guy hits it and he just goes flying. And Brad like, yeah, he's dead. There's no way he survived that. <laughs> he did, but not by much. It was, And then, of course, he was more concerned with the shot. And I think that was part of it. Uh, me and yeah. uh, Ryan had talked about it. I think the message was voyeurism. Yeah. And how everybody now picks up their phone and starts taping things and, over helping and yeah, or helping, anything else. Yep. And that, they want that celebrity. Which was kind of funny when Logan Paul didn't understand the movie. Yeah. And it's like, hey, the shot was kind of at people like you. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting that you didn't catch that part for the movie. True. He did make a couple good points. Yeah, we kind of even covered here. But for the most part, like I agree with you. His points of the movie were like, did you watch the fucking movie? Because it explains all of that in the movie. There was a few that were valid, but most were eh. No, nobody explained why the guy died because a quarter went through his head. One, it was a nickel. Two, they flat yeah. out say that the reason was a prop plane was spewing out fucking junk on accident but and they covered up because that's more believable than goddamn sky stingray that no one's seen yeah <laughs> there's a sky stingray you see and nobody's ever seen it but it's there you just gotta believe us you gotta believe you guys want to add anything positive or negative before we move on so the one part and this is one of the things i actually agreed with logan paul on was the shoe scene from the gordy's why uh, it's standing up it's standing up and there has to be a purpose to it and i've seen some like stretches online of people trying to say like well that was just in um jupe's imagination he had to focus on something else you know the whole point is don't look the predator in the eye it was like no that's not it the shoe was standing up for a fucking reason and i want to know the fucking reason i don't know either well because he had it is also in a case in his office well yeah well he kept it still, during the still, scene it was still standing up. yeah too, but yeah. it's still standing up there too like so they're both yeah. the only time you see that shoe standing up yeah. in the mo- on the tv set and then it's standing up in his office yeah yeah, it's kind of strange. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that, but I didn't really think too much on it because it was a badass scene. I was like, yeah, fuck that shoe. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that shoe. I mean, I think that's a good explanation as possible that it was just that was what he focused on and it might not have been standing up. He just remembered it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, even when we see that replay, it's through his eyes. That's yeah. why the camera's set up under the table. That's why you have that shot of Gordy looking at him. Maybe. No, that's they, why we can't see past the chair because it's not like they move the camera at all. It's just from the under the table, what, what he can see under the table. And filmmaking wise, it kind of makes sense too because it takes away from the violence that's happening out of frame. 
because you're focusing on this, but you're just hearing all the brutality, and you're just like, what the fuck's up with that shoe? And then you're just hearing the fucking wet pounding sounds. Yeah. Which I thought was great yeah. that they did that off screen. Because yeah. honestly, sometimes with that, with the sounds, makes it far worse. Because you make a far worse image in your own head. Yeah. In my opinion. True. Well, with that being said, before we give our scores, though, it's time to... Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> That's right, it's time to play the game. Can Ron regain the throne? Because Diesel barely, barely kept it last week. But Ron can take it now. The game is simple. It is, it is Price is Right rules. It's closest to the number without going over. Unless it's the tiebreaker, Ron. And in that case, it's closest to the number because we don't do fucking ties here. And of course, the winner just gets bragging rights for the next week or so. Are you gentlemen ready? Yes. Nope. Nope. <laughs> By the way, actually, before we go, I will have to say that. I forgot to be positive. The reason this movie is called Nope is because during the movie, <laughs> numerous times, you hear the statement, Nope. And it is the most real shit you'll ever yeah, hear, but it's I, always funny. Because like, there's a scene where the fucking ship is above him. And he cracks the door and he looks out the door to make sure it's the ship. And then he just closes the door and he just goes, nope. 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 And there's there's a scene where he does that throughout the movie. His sister does it. Everybody at one point in the movie goes to do something you would normally do in a horror movie. And they're just like, nope. nope. <laughs> nah, not happening today. So I thought that that was kind of cool that they came up with it that way, in my opinion. So another positive to throw in before. All right, Ron, you get to go first. IMDB out of 10. Using points, what did they give Nope? Oh, uh, yeah, 7.2. Diesel. Give me some wiggle room, because in my head I was thinking 7.7. 7. Shit. And Ron gives the point, oh, because well. Diesel gave you a little bit too much wiggle room. 7.6 out of 10. Oh, nice. Diesel, you get to go next. Rotten Tomatoes out of 100%. What did they give? Nope. Even 80. Ron. God damn it. Oh, 65. 65, 80... Diesel ties it up 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, 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 I couldn't go 82. Here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. Four. Now, mind you, this is a tiebreaker. Closest to the number wins it. Google users. Ron, you get to go first out of 100%. What did they give? Nope. 85. Diesel. 88. Fuck. <laughs> Seventy nine percent on Google. That, no, 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 no. This is a new movie. Google users are always super high at the start. Fuck you. They've never been below eighty five, except for the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. He's getting, he's getting railed, Rambox. Well, it kind of goes with my half theory that sometimes good movies on here on Google users they fucking rate badly. I don't know. Well, it is now time for us to rate it, and of course, we're going to rate it in the nerd scale, and after I'll give my critical review. The nerd scale is simple. It is based on three things. It is based on entertainment value, uh, which means if it was a bad movie, but we were entertained by it, it might get a higher grade than even if it was a good movie. It's just how we're entertained by it. The critic score does play a part in the three parts, so whatever we thought it was critically, and last but certainly not least, because we're giving this as an opinion to you, the fan, it is also a recommendation, so it's all three into one when we talk about the nerd score. It is as follows. It is five levels. One is just no. That means don't see it. Don't bother seeing it. It's terrible. It's trash. Two is you've been warned. That means it's better than trash, but it's still bad, and you still probably shouldn't watch it. You've been warned. Three is, yeah, it's good. That means it's an average to good movie. So it, we'll say good. 
And, but it's not something you necessarily have to spend money on to go see in the theater or buy. You can probably just watch it when it comes to your nearest streaming service or pay as cheap as possible. Four is just take my money, which means this the movie is a, it's a very good to great movie. And because of this, you should probably go see it in the theater. Probably feel free to like rent it or whatever you want to do. Even add it to your collection and maybe even to a rotation. And last but certainly not least is the rarefied air. The five level is certified nerd. That means it's an instant classic. Classic movies like Jaws are in that, like Jurassic Park. Most recently, uh, as a unanimous, the Batman got a unanimous certified nerd out of all of us. Spider-Man No Way Home also got a unanimous certified nerd. So it does happen, and there's ones that get some of us to say it, but those were the unanimous ones. So as that is said, Ron, what is your nerd score for Jordan Peele's Nope? After thinking about this, because originally I'm not gonna lie, when I first came out of the theater, it was it was a two, but I like after thinking about it, and I really did want to get to go see it again. It is definitely a three to go see for me. You guys are probably gonna be a little higher on it than I am because you got to see it that second time, but I, I think this movie needs to be seen because there's a lot to it. Awesome, awesome, Diesel, your nerd score. Yep, I originally I was at a three, but after the second viewing, I moved it a whole point up to the four. It's a good movie the journey is more fun than the destination you just got to take it for what it is but it's a clinic in acting and it's a really fun watch and it only gets better on repeated viewing so this one's definitely in the rotation now I'm going to agree with Diesel and give it also a four. Just take my money. Uh, the thing of the matter is, is if they stuck the landing on that final, this could you could make an argument for this being a super great movie and probably yeah. certified nerd. You could have actually made that, in my opinion. That's how good the movie was up until that point. It's so good, in fact, that the fact that I don't think that they, in my opinion, and actually all of our opinions, that they didn't stick the landing, it still got so high. It's still telling you how good the movie truly, truly was. Uh, my critical score, I've went back and forth on this all week because... The hard part is, like, I like to be consistent in my critiques. And a lot of times when it doesn't stick the landing, it means you've lost points. And, of course, that's going to happen here as well. And I just kept going back and forth what the number is. And, you, you, like, loosely in my critic score, 7.5 in, is, is in better is a, in the great film category. Like, you know, and then, of course, after the 9 level, it's the classic territory, you know. So it's kind of like one of those situations. And I was like... But was this movie really great or was it just really good? And I kept going back and forth on it. And I finally settled on it this afternoon. I don't really think it hit the great level for me. That's just personal my opinion. I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. It's a very good movie. It just misses the great level. And that is mostly due to the ending. I can see that. There were some other little plot holes, which whatever, in a critic score that I would deduct points off because this was not going to be a perfect movie to begin with. But even though it's super, but it is super entertaining. So that's where the nerd score comes in because this movie is a great movie to watch. It did, it was better the second time, in my opinion. And so as in Diesel, I still don't like the ending, but it was a better movie. So I think this is definitely rewatchable. I, I think it's a win as far as entertaining. It's just critically, I just can't put it above other movies. But seven is still a super good score. Oh, seven awesome. out of ten, you're way above average. You're on the cusp, yeah. in my opinion, of greatness. And I just think that this is, I hope that this is not a trend. Because I feel like every Jordan Peele movie I've seen, they've all been really good. But it went from a classic like Get Out to a very good of to a, like a great movie because I gave it an eight. I do remember. I think I remember correctly. I gave I gave Get Out as a nine point two five. Yeah. I gave us an eight. Yeah. And this is getting a seven. So it's kind of like they drop. And if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it's done the same. So it's not just I'm not the only one that thinks that his movies. And it's not that they've declined. They're still very good. I just hope they don't continue to decline. I hope he gives us another banger. Like you know. And once again, if he makes another movie on level with Nope, I'm good too. 
Once you make Get Out, you can yeah. make whatever the fuck you want. Because yeah. he made that instant classic movie. In my opinion, I will go see his movies for, for the end of time just because of that. Yeah. But if his worst movie is this Nope or Nope level, that's still yeah. a better career than 99.99% of the fucking directors out there. It's rarefied air. There's only a couple guys. There's nobody that's never made a stinker. And so far, he hasn't made a stinker. Because this movie was still really good. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't like it as the other two. So I'm just looking into the future. Hopefully his next movie is this or better. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, he was also doing some a lot of other stuff, too, because he was still doing, like, the Twilight Zone yeah, reboot. Yeah. Once again, he, though, it's... So, like, like, when he was doing that, like, like I think that's pretty... Honestly, out. I think what happened at the end is he went too big. He True. tried to get a really, really big ending, because he hasn't really had that really big ending. I guess he's had the common sense endings for all of his other movies, so he's trying to go above and beyond, and I think he just didn't stick that. Sometimes when you try too much in the end yeah. is when you kind of drop the ball, in my opinion. That's just my opinion, though. If you guys had a different opinion, that's fine. Once again, we all really liked the movie. Just didn't uh, think it was the 10 out of 10 classic that some people do. And we definitely don't think it was the shitty movie some people have said. Because there's some people that are going the opposite way. And I'm like, I don't know. We obviously didn't watch the same movie. Because this no. movie was very good. So, yeah, yeah. with that being said, though, we are going to pay some bills. It is time for Shameless. Oh, before I do that. Damn. Yeah. I'm getting old, Diesel. I almost forgot. Next week's 3FN Movie Club is actually going to be brought to you by a pick from our patrons. On Patreon, we did a drawing out of one of the Patreon pick movies, and we have drawn. So next week, ready for it? Next week's 3FN Movie Club review will be the legendary comedy, Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy, we will be re-watching it. We will be reviewing it next week on this show for the 3FN Movie Club. The following week, the 3FN Movie Club will be Bullet Train, and there will be also a bonus 3FN Movie Club review and a separate thing of Prey coming to Hulu. And of course, if you would like to join Patreon, which we'll talk about in a minute, you'll get a Patreon-exclusive review of the A24 film Bodies, 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 so we have a big week on the 5th. <laughs> with that being said, though, now we can move on to pay some bills and hit you with some shameless plugs. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. Do your friends know how to find us? It's simple. Type 3FN Podcast in any podcast provider and booyah kasha there we are remember for everything we talk about it's the number three not the word three while you're there make sure you smash the subscribe or like button so you get our show delivered to you automatically each and every week also while you're there if you haven't already done so drop that five star rating it doesn't cost you anything it takes just a small amount of time but it means the world to us we're also on facebook take a break from farmville people even farmville anymore no well type in that search bar three fat nerds podcast there, you're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review. Help us by the word of nerd. We are on Twitter and TikTok at 3FN Podcast. And we are on Instagram at 3FN Pod. And remember, for all the social medias, use the hashtag 3FN Pod whenever talking about the show. I don't think we said anything incendiary today. But if we did and you want to argue with us, do it on email 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. Last, I uh, got the double shot. First of all, Make sure you're following us over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash 6to7podcast. Every Monday night, myself and Ken M. from the Ultra Duro Parley Hour podcast talk all things pro wrestling on 607TWS. Come join the chat. Come hang with us every Monday night. Uh, if not, you can watch the uh, the rerun because that comes up for the next 14 days. Or you can also hear it in podcast form anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607TWS. Also, while you're at it, uh, you might as well check out the Patreon. If you'd like to support the show for as little as $1 a month, you can do it at patreon.com slash 3FN podcast. You get a ton of extra bonus content. You help us do everything we do here. And it's pretty fucking awesome, and we appreciate you for it. So make sure you check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash 3FN podcast. All right, let's see if we can do this. Second week, no mistakes. H, 
http colon backslash backslash 3fnpodcast dot com. That's right, 3fnpodcast.com for all things 3fn podcast. Also, 607TWS is, is, can be found there as well. You can find that Patreon link, the Twitch link. You can find the link to our T Public store. Buy some swag, help support us as well. Also, while you're at it, you can check out friends of the show like the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast and our good friends at Sci Fi Horror Fest, August 26th and 27th in Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino. For all the ticket information, go to sci fi horrorfest.com. Also, while you're there, check out bands that support us on the show. Like our good friends at Shout the Robots, who do our theme song. Also, while you're at it, check out Floodlands, Tom Jolu, uh, Second Suitor, the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, the Jasons from West Virginia, and most uh, most notably now, a new one, Obscure Form. Check them out as well. They are all in our uh, music classified section. Check them out. It's pretty fucking awesome. They support us, so support them on YouTube Music, Bandcamp, and Spotify. And last but certainly not least, we have our local sponsors to help us bring you this show each and every week, commercial free. But we're going to give them a shout out right now because they do that for us. First of all, we have... Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering gaming needs, make sure you visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to find out about events at the store, it's simple. Like them on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rexter Rods Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them the three pet nerds sent you. Ronald? One out of ten stars. Boring. When books are transmitted to movies, I can understand inconsistencies. But as a movie alone, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring cannot stand on its own. There are a couple of, of parts that you can't understand without reading the books. But looking past the inconsistencies, it is the outstanding trait of that just being a boring movie. Very little action, long dialogue. I find that if I don't like the characters, I can't like the movie in question. Everyone's persona annoyed me. How can you like a movie if the characters fall short of whatever the story you're trying to tell? Though the acting was admirable, I'll give it that. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, still can't make up for the lack of character and progression. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks people. You don't have to like a character to enjoy the movie. There is no good good person in Requiem for a Dream, but it's still a great movie. I agree with you there. Huh. I, I think I think they're off there, and I they're mean, just a nerd because they're just like, oh, you need the backstory that you can only get in the book. You got to read this class, fucking nerds. nerd, fucking yeah. readers. It was reviewed two years or three years after the movie in two thousand five, and it's Darth Kassal. Oh, dude, he's a Star Wars freak too. <laughs> Shit, I forgot about that review. <laughs> now you're changing your tune, you son of a bitch. Shit, I think I posted that in my live journal. Probably. Probably. And Amazon just scooped it to make him feel special because back then they had to do shit like that. Well, that being said, though, that's bringing us to the end of the show. Thank you so much. Hopefully you enjoyed our movie review of the movie Nope and our new news coverage of San Diego Comic-Con. We will be back next week to review Grandma's Boy straight out of the Patreon and also talk some more nerd news. But until then, all I have left to say is... Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Wear your sunglasses at night. And later, nerds. Later. The adventure of Rex Dorado begins now. (laughs) Lord of the Rings just sucks people.